I wanted a career in which everything would matter. So I joined the CIA, and now I help protect our families, our friends, and every fellow American. Find out how everything you do in your career can impact our nation. Visit CIA.gov careers to learn more and apply. Here's to the great American settlers. The millions of you who settled for unsatisfying jobs because they pay the bills. Of course, there is something else you could do if you got something to say. Start a podcast with Spreaker from iHeart and unleash your creative freedom. Maybe even earn enough money to one day tell your old boss, hey, I'm no settler, I'm an explorer. Spreaker.com, S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R. Hustle on over today. Podcast is intended for mature audiences. The views and opinions expressed are those of the panelists and do not reflect in any way those of the podcast partners, sponsors, or affiliates. Enjoy. Hi, this is Michael Buffer, and you're listening to the voice of the people. Let's get ready for Boxing Voice. Every day I'm hustling, 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 hustling. Podcast is intended for mature audiences. The views and opinions expressed. Every day I'm hustling, 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 every day I'm hustling. Call of the year, call of the year. Let's go. Call of the year, call of the year. Let's go. Info Joe is a beast. Check box red, undefeated punchlines, better place your bet. The number one call, fought my way up the ranks. Border wars fighting, going hard in the pain. Boxing scene writers call me spectacular. My boxing bars are marvelous like Hagler. Worldwide, peace to all my boxing mothers. We boxing boys, forget all the others. Call of the year, call of the year, we got boomerangs, ringers and pound for pounds in here. From stateside to the UK, spending pounds and pounds in here. A counter punch across from five if you go in rounds in here. We talking boxing, better stand your ground in here. And by the way, I'm king, I mean the Vessics, let me make this clear. Fuck your opinion. We can agree to disagree, I'll ease the greatest over Floyd, and you ain't better than me, no. Don't just talk about the, the, the popular fighter, come on, do you know more than just bar the I did it, done it, run it, you run from it World champion, world tour, it's a world summit It's okay, you can meet Izzy, have lunch and be smart Join Patreon, ask me a couple questions It's cool, my answers, fuck you Next question, bet you don't even push the thumb Subscribe, share the message I'm hard to the core like Border Wars You taking lessons, don't get it, you the best I'm the best ever Who's the caller of the year, hell yeah, I put my dough in Sony Woods out of the bad channel was real clear, tequila night Conversation with enthusiasts, boxing knowledge Illuminous purification rituals Help me crystallize my thoughts to blow the smoke For you to choke and get a bang Like a right check with Sony, hit the sack Like a mic check, TBV of the commission La Costa Nostra in a circle Five-star review and continue to make us the number one boxing podcast in the world. 
Yeah, we saw the over here, that's that beach talk I'm the call of the year, I make a crip walk Your slick talk gets split in half like pitchfork JP from Long Beach be on the block till pitch dark The ring general, all of y'all is minuscule I'm Michael Phelps swimming these laps inside a kid's pool You ain't conditioned well and plus you ain't tough enough I hook him to the body to knock him out with a uppercut beat All of the year featuring alumni I heard this beat and had to eat it like it's lunchtime You know me, I bring that heat like sunshine All we know is punch guys, we don't need no guns now We can do this border wars, punch guys Or we can do the boxing bars, punch lines Either way you're getting stopped, stop sign Key firm at one time, we know it's crunch time See, the UK can do no wrong These UK fighters can do no wrong Cause the UK fans drinking that dirty They believe anything Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Boxing Voice Radio. It is fight week and it's going down. Hashtag Team Crawford, hashtag Team Porter. Who are you riding with? Oh, man, I cannot wait, man. It's going down. Uh, This fight has me hype. You know, I love me a good underdog story. And, uh, you know, this is definitely one for Porter. But uh, I love... Everything that Bud is adding to this, you know, he 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 said it. You know, it's a win-win for Porter, and it's a win-lose for Crawford. And uh, I get him, you know. I get he, He's got everything on the line, you know. Is he as great as they say he is, right? Because any chink in the armor versus this Porter fight and the narrative can flip. So it's going to be very interesting, man. I'm, I'm, I'm super excited. And as the days get closer, it just gets me more and more excited. Now, we all know that part two just dropped yesterday. And I, I got to say, it wasn't as, it wasn't as uh, fire as the first one, but it had its moments without a doubt. And one of those moments we're going to talk about, you know, Crawford, uh, much like Deontay Wilder, you know, we haven't heard Crawford come out and say that he transforms into any sort of alter ego. But, you know, anyone that knows anything about boxing, you can tell that uh, he's in fight mode. You know, you can hear it from the things that he's saying in these uh, interviews and, and just the way that he's reacting. You know, he's in fight mode. The team's in fight mode. You know, I love uh, the, the, the scenes that they showed this time around of Bomac. You know, now they highlighted Bomat Conda in a sense, like, you know, uh, pushing Crawford, uh, giving him that motivation, reminding him why he's the best. It was good. Not as good as the first one, but that's okay because the first one was impactful. And I feel like it's the reason everyone's going to go watch the second one. And the second one, again, it's 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 not going to hit you like the first, but it's still this moment right here. Hopefully, I got the right clip. The loudest person in the room is always the softest person in the room. So if I look at you and tell you in a polite way, like, I'm going to beat your ass. And I'm looking at you straight forward in your eyes, 
I'm gonna beat your ass. Because I'm sending a direct message to you. So I like that moment, you know, um, it was like a little bit of a darker bud, uh, you know, it was it was the no frills, you know, no no all all stops pulled. Like he like he said, you know, I don't gotta do no extra shit. After this, you know, he basically gives you his explanation. It's on Twitter if you want to see it and Instagram, you know. And he's like, you know, I don't have to be loud. Tell you what I'm gonna do, and you know, just seek attention, basically, you know. And um. Depending where you grow up, you you've heard that that whole conversation that he said before. Like we 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 we've all heard that before. You know that the loudest person in the room is really the scaredest, and the quiet one is really the killer. So you know it's just getting me souped up. They know what they're doing, man. They know how to put these things together to get you excited for a good good fight. The issue that I had with this one is that. Um, I, and I hope this is true because you know that I'm Team Porter. So I hope it's true. Like, this dude doesn't believe his resume's trash. Like, he literally said, well, my last fight was my toughest opponent till date. And it's like, no, you fought a flat tire your last time around. What the fuck is you talking about? My man had a fixer flat in his system. Like, he ain't fight at welterweight in three years. Stop the bullshit. The last fight, none of them fights, is this fight. Yeah, none of that might not matter, and he might handle this fight like he did all the other 37, and that's fine and dandy. But come on, man, stop. Like, you already here. Get that delusional shit out your head, bro. Like, fucking the mummy of Kel Brook is not your toughest opponent till date. That was not. No one thought that Kel Brook was going to do anything at all but what he came to do. Get a check. Like, that fight, <laughs> don't bring up that fight when you're talking about this fight. That, like, Porter's not going to fold from a jab. <laughs> he's not going to give up from a jab because he's got more in his heart. You know, he wanted. he's always wanted to do more and achieve more, and that's why he's fought everybody. You don't fight everybody unless you truly want to be a fucking winner. You don't keep going up at bat unless you think you can hit a home run. You understand? And that's not Brooke. Brooke had two, maybe three fights. Everything else was money grabs. If that, not even. Do the, 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 the we know Gennady was a money there's no community like a Cenex community. And that's why every Cenex store is so proud to serve theirs by supporting local athletic teams, promoting the arts, and making sure each store is a place its neighbors can find what they need, catch up with their friends, and stay connected. It's also why we give back, helping to make the wonderful places we call home the best they can be. Your local Cenex doesn't just work in your town, it lives there. The store next door, powered locally at Cenex. This is Claudia's O'Reilly Auto Parts story. I had just moved to a new city and barely even knew where the grocery store was yet. When my car wouldn't start one morning, I didn't know who to ask about local shops. But I remembered a name from back home, O'Reilly Auto Parts. I called and they pointed me to a great mechanic just down the street. 
Now, I feel a little more at home. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Grab it. Just like the, 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 the Crawford was a money grab. There's no way you could consider that shit real for on his. Like, for Crawford, cool. Let him think what he want. But Brooke? Like, yeah, yeah. I'm really about to go down after three years and beat one of the toughest fighters in the welterweight division. And I ain't make welterweight in three years. And I was struggling to make it before I left. Come on, bruv. <laughs> Nobody's believing that. Like, Brooke been done. Khan been done. You know, those dudes... Didn't want to win. They seeking the 6.5s and the, and the two-point whatevers that they got. This is different. You got a dude that really wants to win. The problem is that, you know, you know, the more we talk to more professionals, I mean, it's just that what we see is the truth, you know. Porter, with all his aggression, is very inaccurate, man. It's very inaccurate. He'll land the occasional, you know, uh, left hook or, and, and back right hand or, or back right hook, excuse me, or the straight right hand and a couple of jabs, but... He got a he's he's got a hope to beat Bud. He's gonna have to have a, a perfect performance, you know. He's got to be perfect, and that's that's gonna be difficult, man. That's gonna be difficult, you know. Uh, you could say what you want about Terrence. You could take whatever credit you want from him, but uh, you could see that he's a killer, you know. Uh, even with the Brook fight, like he knew he was in there with a mummy, but he tried to murder him that left hand. That was like four punches with the left hand. You know what I'm saying? Because he wanted to kill him. Um, and that's that's what he got. He got a mean streak. He got a mean streak. And what I seen in that Earl fight is that Porter's dog got tamed a little bit due to body shots and, and obviously excessive and hellacious low blows. You know, lack of. Good refereeing, you know. No disrespect to Jack Reese. I know he's done a lot of high-level fights, but um, in that Porter fight, you know, he let a lot of uh, illegal blows be landed on Porter via the A-side fighter in Earl Spence, you know. Um, and, 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 and Porter got to hope that that's not the sort of referee he gets. And that's the thing. You see, in, in boxing... These referees are not like fighters, right? Like a fighter goes through a tough fight, the commission decides he's got to sit out for a couple before he can fight again. You you suffered a knockout, you got to sit out for a while before you can fight again. You know, these referees, they just get in a big assignment after big assignment after big assignment. And it's like, you know, Jack Jack just fucked up. You, he just fucked up in the Rosado fight. He jumped in before the bell. Then he fucking trying to play it off instead of apologizing because he I know he heard the bell then he wants to go in on Rosado like it's his fault you know so um I don't want to see Jack in this fight even though this is a good fight right this is a good fight for him to ref because what he did do right in the Porter fight versus Earl is let them fight you know from the outside it'll be like yo Porter let your hands loose you know but at the same time he wasn't being a watcher. He wasn't being watchful enough of, of Earl's craftiness, you know. And people will call it craftiness, but I call it cheating, man. You hit that man like seven times below the belt, man. You know, thank, thankfully, Porter already had a child because we don't know is he going to be able to have any after that Earl Spence fight. And, uh, you know, 
it sucks that that's what had to be resorted to in order to tame Porter because it's just like Kel Brook. The people, the people that tame Porter usually resort to illegal tactics. When, when Kel Brook fought him, he held them. I mean, there's a video on YouTube. I'm sure it's still out there. He held something like 118 or 128 times. It's insane. This is a 12-round fight. You understand? Everything was 1-2, I'm clinching. 1-2, I'm clinching. He looked like a young B-hop. 1-2, I'm clinching. 1-2, clinch, clinch. And, yeah, some, some, some said, look, that's Porter's fault. You know, the referee got to do his job. He didn't do his job, so Porter got to adjust. Cool, fine, dandy, all good. At the end of the day, I just want a fair fight. I don't want you to have to adjust for poor refereeing, you know? I don't want you to have to adjust for a cheating fighter. You know what I mean? That's what the officials are in the ring for. There's a ref, there's judges, you know, we got instant replay in some states. I don't need you to, you know, have to adjust for cheating. You know what I mean? Like, too many times do we hear, oh, you know, he hit you, you hit him back. That's not, the two wrongs don't make it right. That's not how it go. Like, the, the ref needs to do his job. You know, the, on big fights like this, Porter, Crawford, these two dudes are experienced enough that you shouldn't need a warning. You shouldn't need, you know, a stern warning from a referee. You've been here. You're on the highest level. Do we see Floyd giving people low blows or Canelo giving people low blows? Or, 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 or Wilder or, or, or Fury has anybody like on that level given low blows you know Earl that was that was dirty just gotta admit it you gotta admit it I never seen Rigo give a dude a low blow Nonito give a dude a low blow I never seen that high level you know yeah Galata but is he is he any of the names I mentioned was he as skilled or was he just mentioned and, and, and remembered in history because he was a heavyweight that did some bullshit that did some fuckery. You understand? I got no chill for dudes that need to cheat to win. There's rules. You, if you don't want rules, go to MMA. And there's no disrespect to that sport, but that, that sport has less rules. They allow more barbaric shit. You know? It is what it is. You know, uh, speaking of rules, Boots Ennis is... Uh, Win is in question. It's being appealed by uh, Nevada State Athletic Commission. The law may officially put in an official petition with photos and everything showing the swelling on the back of his head from the illegal blow. Um, so we shall see. And, 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 and unfortunately, if this does get reversed, I think that makes it the second no contest on his resume. Boot centers. Let me double check. I don't want to put any sort of uh, schmutt on his name. Let me see, Javon Ennis, Box Recky. Oh, yeah, I was wrong. Oh, yeah, no, nah, he got it right there. That's an N, no decision. So not a no contest, no decision. I was partially correct. Let me screen share for the, yo, he hate boots. Nah, look, right there, ND. And this was due to Van Heerden, suffered a cut from accidental headbutt. So, I mean, ND, no decision, no contest. I think that's the same shit. When they start using ND. The fuck is ND? I promise you, I don't remember that. I always remember NC, no contest. But uh, it is fight week. Um, 
Terrence and his team have arrived, as you can tell from our thumbnail. Uh, we're screen sharing the video of his team arriving in Las Vegas and being picked up. You know, first class style. You know, uh, limousine driver waiting for him with the digital Terrence Bud Crawford sign. You know, getting that five-star treatment. And it's funny. Yesterday, I asked the question, like, to one of my guests, right? I think I said, hey, do you think... Oh, it was to Bernie the Box. I said, hey, do you think Terrence would re-sign? And uh, he kind of insinuated no, that if he were in that position, he feels he doesn't need to sign anymore. He want to be free. Um but, man, I received so many messages from that, and people feel differently. People feel like Terrence may re-sign because top rank stepped it up. Uh, they didn't have to go to purse bid. They got him this fight, and people feel like they're really promoting him now. Uh, I don't know that he should fall for the bullshit and... And by that, I mean like, okay, you did one promotion and you're promoting me right now, which means you're going to do it forever. Obviously, you would want to hope that. And if I'm Terrence, I'll be, I'll be honest, you know, I, I'm sure he feels comfortable. That he's been there forever. And if, and if they can tell him like, nah, look, look, you see things are different. We're going to do things different. We're going to get you the fights you need. This fight will be the catalyst for that. Your performance opens the door to other PBC fighters. And if that if they're on board with him, getting him them, I guess I wouldn't mind staying. You know, like if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I'm not saying it ain't broke. Obviously it was broke, but they're fixing it and he might feel comfortable. And, you know, I gotta be true to the voice of the people and ESPN is a machine. Like, yes, you know, Terrence could do well on his own, but like ESPN, they're pushing him. You know, they're pushing him. Um, and, it, and, it, and it's funny because we're so unaccustomed to true promotion that they started 14 days out of the fight. So 14 days from the 20th, and, and, and we're excited. We're happy because we got seven days extra right? Seven days more than what Canelo gave us. Seven days more than what Wilder Fury gave us. And I think we're reacting. I know my community, this audience is excited of the seven extra days of promotion that Top Rank has given us. So if we're feeling it, I'm sure Terrence is feeling it. I'm sure he's excited to finally get treated in that light. So I can see him resigning again. He has been getting very, very good um, mandatory minimum purses. So, you know, for him, it's probably more about the fights, not the money. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I don't. Um. I don't know. Sorry, I hate when I get text. Five. But we do we are getting Cameron Duncan. Let me try and make a post. This is gonna be hard. I'm solo dolo, Scarface, no Manolo. Um, but I'm gonna go ahead and open up the phone lines because I gotta make a Patreon post. I gotta be true to my Patreons. Cameron Duncan, the manager, promoter now, excuse me, of Jerron Boots Ennis, the future, 
and the former manager of Terrence Bud Crawford and the former manager of Mikey Garcia. So this particular interview that we will have, um, he's very skilled at finding talent, to say the least. And he went from manager to promoter. And I want to believe that he's the one that told me that he went from manager from promoter uh, one time that I interviewed him. Oh, he also had fucking... This dude also had Tim Bradley, guys. Um, he, I, I believe he's the guy that told me he went from manager to promoter because as a promoter, they can't leave you. As a manager, they can say bye-bye, you know? So, um, you know, he, he stopped being a manager to be a promoter. And, uh, and, 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 you know, here he is. Now he's got Brandon Lee. Now he's got Javon Ennis. And those are two names that obviously the boxing world has uh, taken to and is looking forward to seeing the growth of. Um, but, you know, uh, at the end of the day, you know, Cameron um, knows how to find talent. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited to have him on the interview. So he'll be on at 930, which is about four minutes. Um, so, you know, if you want to ask him a question, uh, just pay attention to our Patreon page. I'm physically, uh, you know, putting that post up now. And in the meantime, I'm going to open up these phone lines. It is fight week. You know, so you can talk anything Terrence Bud Crawford. You could talk uh, part two, part one. You could talk any shoulder content that they've been releasing. Let's do it. Let's go! Let's go! Let's go! I'm ready! Remember to rate us five stars on iTunes. These calls are brought to you by Big Rigs Trucking Agency, experts for all your insurance and trucking needs. For quotes and consultations, visit us at brtagency.com or contact us at 908-943-6918. Subscribe to youtube.com slash the boxing voice for the latest and greatest interviews with your favorite fighters. All right, and if you enjoy the fact that we're getting these interviews, yesterday we had Bernie the Boxer, a.k.a. Bernard Davis. Uh, we had, uh, who else? We had Coach. Lord, Coach Stephen Edwards, a.k.a. Breadman. Then we had Coach Bill Haney. So if you enjoy us getting these interviews, please hit that thumbs up button. Take it a step further and share the show on your social media. You could take it a step further and drop us a five-star review on iTunes, helping us remain the number one boxing podcast in the boxing category and number one on Spreaker around the world. Uh, you know, you can do that. You can take it a step further. Now, if, you know, that's all I need you to do, honestly. That is more than enough. You know, the free ways to support the show are always great ways. Now you wanna you wanna go a step further and and drop a little 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 super chat because I finally got this great guest no problem no problem I'm actually gonna make this post for five dollars and up I'm not even gonna go on a fifteen dollar level even though I know this is a high level promoter 
and former manager. Even though we know he's had Vargas, he's had, you know, Bradley, he's had Bud, Ennis, Lee, Mikey. You know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. I'm going to let you ask him a question at a reasonable rate to keep this show going. It is fight week. And, uh, you know, you're excited. I'm excited to even drop $10 on the pay-per-view, right? They're really trying to make us happy. Like I said, seven days extra fight week promotion, right? Two-part series, all-access type of shoulder content, you know? We're getting a lot. They're doing their thing. They're trying. They're trying. But I'm opening up the phone lines. Uh, let me double-check here. I got nothing on the blog talk so he's not here yet we do got a minute my gene bed boomerang i see you and coach myers i see you what up yeah it was good nice all right so you're saying that they're pulling out all the stops for terrence but yet he you i mean we saw him walking through the airport you know they're not giving him the tyson fury treatment where they're giving tyson or lending tyson a private jet uh, get out of here, man. They're not doing enough for this guy. They're just not. And as a fan yeah, of but, a fighter. But hold on, hold on, hold on. One dude generates $18 million in gate and 800,000 pay-per-views. You know, you can lend them the jet. There's more millions of dollars in that conversation. Ness, you're trying to show this guy that you care about his career. You're trying to impress him. You can't. That's Bob's jet. You can't go and pick him up. Yeah, but Come the on, gas bro. costs a lot. <laughs> you okay, know, jet yeah. fuel. Get jet, out of here. No, jet fuel is no. expensive. You know it. Yes, but no, 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 no. Not when you're trying to impress somebody, man. Not when you're trying to tell him, listen, we're here for you. We want the best for you. You're letting him dry, um, fly southwest. Get out of here. Listen, listen, I got to let you go. It looks like Cameron is there and he woke up early on the West Coast to talk with us. Cameron, how are you? Good morning. <laughs> How you doing, man? I'm doing I'm good. I'm doing very well, and uh, and I appreciate you uh, dealing with me. I know I've been texting you all week trying to get you on, and uh, I'm glad that you're a morning person first and foremost. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm an all person. Late at night, but I get lots of calls from different places early in the morning, so no problem. So um, it's obviously fight week for Terrence Crawford, and last week was a Jerron Boots Ennis fight, so I wanted to have you on uh, for multiple reasons. There is, right now, uh, it sounds like there will be a petition put in um, from Delorme's team petitioning the, the fight and the result for Jerron Boots Ennis. Have you heard about this, and what do you expect to come of it? No, I, of course I've heard of it, but, you know... Look, the referee, it was re-shown on TV and you, in slow motion, and you can see clearly that it hit him on the ear and, and jaw. So, I mean, it was, it was pretty clear on there. And they re-showed it and in slow motion. And so um, I, I don't know what he's doing, but I really don't want to get into that. that you know, he said, something to the Nevada Athletic Commission and I'm sure their you know their their referee Ortiz was very fair and they re-showed it on the air and uh, on Showtime and I think everybody knows that you know he got 
he got hit with a clean shot. So I guess the million-dollar question is, how do you find all these talented fighters that you find? I mean, you've been, you know, very successful at finding great talent. Um, notable talent, pay-per-view talent. I mean, the, the list goes on and on. How how do you do it? I don't. It's the Lord that does it, brother. I, I, believe me, I'm not that smart. And anyone who knows me knows I'm not that smart. Um, I have a real art that the Lord gave me, and and uh, I've got like five guys I'm looking at right now, and... Um, you know, and I've got a real blessing knowing how to move them once I get them and put them in the right situation. And and uh, I, I have a real blessing at, at finding them, you know. And and I just know when I see one, you know, my stomach churns. I get excited about it, and and I know that I'm going to do my best to try to sign them. I, I don't get every one, but I get, I get quite a bit of them. Um. Can you walk us through how you came across Boots Ennis and how that relationship started, if you don't mind? Well, I know the dad for many, many years, and we worked together with a fighter, Anthony Thompson. We worked with a fighter, Demetrius Hopkins, and we worked with a few more. Uh, so I've known him for a long time. He's known me for a long time, and um, so... Um, he liked the way that I worked with those guys, and um, he he called me up and said, "If you've been watching my son at the Olympic trials," and uh, I said, "Well, I'm sort of out of boxing right now because I had sort of let some guys go, and I was pretty much out of boxing." And um, and he said, "You know, we should talk about boots and and." Uh, so, um, you know, one thing led to another, and I wound up signing him. So, um, that's, you know, I've known him a long, long, long time, and we get along great. And I was on the phone with him last night for quite a while. So, um, it was just a good good situation. And then right after that, uh, Brandon Lee's dad, Bobby Lee, called me. And uh, and said, you know, we'd really like to work with you. We've seen what you've done with all these guys from the desert and uh, up here, and uh, we really want to work with. So I knew the Lord, you know, <laughs> you don't have guys like that call you and ask you to work with them. So I knew it was time to get back into boxing, and uh, those kids are doing really great. I'm really proud of them. Can you can you give me your story? Because I feel like I've interviewed you before, and you told me that um, I know specifically. Uh, I remember you saying that you stopped being a manager because fighters can leave you, and as a promoter, they can't. And that was something that stuck with me. So I mean, listening to you now, did you get out of boxing because some of the fighters and the talent that you found left you, and you were feeling depressed, maybe? I wasn't depressed. I just felt like it was time to to leave, and um, you know I wanted to spend time um, with the Lord, and um, I wanted to get saved, and I wanted to understand who Jesus Christ was, and I had to take time to do that. 
And so I, um, I walked away from boxing. I let some guys go. And um, I wasn't doing much in boxing, very, very little. And um, so, and I knew when, when you know, they were, it was, it was getting down thin. I knew it was time to go. And so I just got out and, um, and did what I wanted to do. And then the next thing I knew, I started getting calls. And so, uh, and I, yes, I wanted to promote instead of manage um, because I wanted to have, have more control. doesn't mean they can't leave you, but that, that wasn't the whole thing. It was finding the right guys that I wanted to work with. And, um, you know, and then they called me, so I knew it was time to do it. And, uh, you know, I just like being in more control and, um, you know, so I can move them the way I want to move them. And if you look at them all, um, 25 and 0, and 28 and 0, and 21 and 0, and 23 and 0, and, and uh, a couple of them, a few of them are fighting this weekend. And then, and then I've got a fight on Showtime on the 11th of December, and, and then uh, on a pay-per-view on the 18th of December. So they're all they're all staying busy and they're all winning and it's a real good situation. It is, man. It is, and, and, and I'm happy to hear that you have uh, you know turned your life around and found Jesus and saved yourself. I I I, I was. Uh, oh my God, who is the cam- is that you, Cameron? Are you on a speakerphone? I'm on a speaker. Ah, you want me to go off? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're getting feedback. I'm sorry. Is that better? It is. So, yeah, like I was saying, okay. man, I'm raised Pentecostal Christian, so I definitely know what it is to be a God-fearing man. Not to say that I'm not a backslider, but do you think that's made you now a better uh, promoter because you fear your God-fearing? So you're more uh, I always, uh, I always feared God, always. I was always afraid of God, and that's what brought me to him at, and you know, such a late stage. Um, I just kept thinking, honestly, if I was to die today, where would I be mm. for eternity? And eternity's a scary thought. We don't even understand it. And uh, so I brought my life to a halt. And, uh, you know, he's the most important. But there's no doubt that he makes me a better um you know, a bit a better at my what I do and and how I can you know forgive people and um, you know and I'm thankful. All of those things are his attributes. You know, he he's love. He's um, you know the one that helps you forgive. He you know I couldn't do this. I mean, it's him, and uh, he's made me a lot kinder and and. Uh, you know, and I try and do the best I can for the kids, and I always did that, but I did it in different ways. Now I'm doing it in a real straight way. And so, yes, and there's no doubt that, you know, when you get saved, your whole life changes. And uh, I'm so thankful that, you know, I stopped and did that. That was at 57 years old, man. 
very few people get saved at 57. So he never forgot about me, and I'm so thankful. Well, amen to that. I think that uh, it's amazing. And, uh, you know, like like you said, I think it will make you better, especially in this game. Uh, but I do want to ask you about Terrence Crawford. How would you find that talent? I know you're no longer with them, so I hope uh, some of these questions don't bother. But when and how did you find Bud Crawford? I, I knew from the amateurs. He was a tremendous amateur. And um, I had heard that, you know, they did the National Golden Gloves in Omaha. And uh, they said there were over 2,000 people there. So, you know, he was very interesting to me. I thought he could really fight when I saw him in the amateurs a few times. And, and uh, I thought he was terrific. And, uh, and so I wanted to work with him. And then when I heard how many people he brought to the National Gloves when it was there, I said, well, people also love him. So, you know, it's, it's a great guy to sign. So uh, I went out after him, and he sent me to um, uh, Bomac. And I called Bomac, and, and it took a little while, but we worked it out, and, and I got him signed. And, uh, you know, he's a terrific fighter, man. Now, do you feel that they're promoting this fight properly in the sense with, with the tagline that they're using, right? They're, they're, they're calling it his toughest opponent to date. Do you believe that? Oh, yeah, I think he's the toughest fight for Terrence. I think Terrence will win the fight, but I think it's a, I think it's a tough fight, yeah. And there's also, obviously, you know, Bob Arum never gave him that uh, Manny Pacquiao fight. Um, and there's an interview out there that, you know, he says that he feels like Terrence is vulnerable to Southpaws. As a talent scout, in a sense, did you ever see that? Because I know there was a hindrance no. from you when the Prescott fight came around. It was Bomack that pushed for that. And I kind of remember you not wanting the Prescott fight, right? Or am I wrong? Yeah, but I didn't want the Prescott fight because it was so early in his career. And, and um, you know, I didn't know him near as well as Bomack. Bomack lives there with him. And, and they both talked to me and said, look, give us the fight. So I did. And uh, was I leery of it? Yeah, of course I was. It was a big step up. And uh, it was fight week. I mean, you know, to change opponents and and take on a guy like that on TV. And But they were confident and they were right. And uh, they, they made the right decision. And they told me, you know, look, we want this fight. Give it to us. So I did. And it turned out great. So, uh, but I don't think Terrence has a problem with a southpaw right-handed. He doesn't have a problem with anybody. He's, he's, a, he's a great fighter. Were you still with him when any of the Pacquiao negotiations were in play, or were you already out the picture? Um, I, was, I was out of the picture um, um, by then. Um, I wasn't involved in any of those negotiations about fighting Manny Pacquiao. Now, 
being in the sport as long as you have, seeing that Manny's just fought Ugas, he fought Keith. Do you think he avoided Terrence or they didn't offer him enough money? Like, why do you think that fight never happened when they were both on top rank? I, I don't know. Again, I wasn't involved in it, so I can't really say. Um, you know, I was so fortunate when I was at top rank because I got, you know, Tim Bradley fought Pacquiao and Jesse Vargas fought Pacquiao and Brandon Rios fought Pacquiao and there might have been someone else, too, that I had that fought Pacquiao. So I was very fortunate with those fights, but I wasn't involved with the the fight for Terrence. So I, I really don't know why it didn't happen. But your educated guess, I mean, w wouldn't that be a logical fight, in-house fight? Yeah, but as you know, man, it takes two guys to make a fight. And I, I know Terrence wanted to fight him. That, you know, Bo Mack told me that several times. And who wouldn't want to fight him, you know? Um, but obviously, you know, the other guys weren't excited about the fight that i mean that's just a guess um but i terrence never turned down anybody the whole time i was with him he never turned down like you're just saying you know he wanted to fight you know and step up on hbo the week of the fight that, that those guys never turned down a fight so i i can't imagine them not wanting the fight so we had an insider on. I'm sure you know Keith Eidek. He's been uh, covering the sport forever. And he kind of made He's a great, it, great guy. He is, but you may not like what he said in terms of that Cameron Duncan will need to make a deal with Al Heyman if he wants to take Boots to the next level to get any of the bigger name PBC fighters. Do you believe that's true? No, we sat and we talked about it at the fight out here a couple of weeks ago. Uh, we sat next to each other at the press conference. He sat down next to me and and um, and we talked about it. And um, he said, "You're going to have to, you know, do something with someone else." And and uh, I said, "Oh, everyone does. I mean, Aram has to work with somebody and." And Al Heyman has to work with somebody. They all do. I mean, that's how fights are made. So I, I told him, you know, I'm willing to work with anybody as long as it's reasonable and it's good for my fighter. So, yeah, that's it, you know. You know, if Heyman's got the guy that we want to fight, okay. And if Aram's got the guy, if, if uh, you know, somebody else has a guy, then, uh, you know, we have to do business. We have to work with people. It's the only way things come together. Beautiful. So, Cameron, can I have your uh, trajectory for Boots uh, politic-free? If you had your way, who would his next three fights be? Your way, no politics. Uh, well, and, you know, look, I, he, he wants to get a title. So obviously, you know, it'd be great to get a title fight. Um, but, you know, there's also he wants to fight everybody. And I do mean everybody. So, you know, um, 
I can't really put him in order, but he would love to fight, um, you know, um, what's your name, Thurman. We know that. And he would love to fight Ukas. And, you know, and he's told me, you know, I want to fight them all, Cameron. He just told me that the other day. And so he doesn't care what order they're in. He just wants to fight the best guys out there. He goes, I want to show who I am. I want to prove that I'm for real. And he is for real. Believe me, he's for real. So we'll just get him the best fights we can and, and move him. But he's ready, to, he's ready to start stepping up and fighting guys out there. And now it's our job to get him the right fights. So... After his fight with Delorme, he he said Earl Spence. And if you look at the rankings, he's number three. Sean Porter's number two. And uh, Quadratilo Abdurakorov is number one. And he's been number one since 2018. After Ocampos in 19 got his uh, mandatory shot at Earl. Nothing's moved in that division. Now... Simply because Porter is fighting Bud, which means win or lose, he's out of that ranking. Like, they will remove him from number two. Uh, is it safe? Like, would you consider a petition to Daryl Peoples in the IBF to for an eliminator maybe with Abdul Karoff or, or a straight uh, title shot at the two-belt champion in Earl Spence? It, or is that too soon? No, we're talking to all of them. Um, you know, we'll, we'll gladly fight for the IBF, and um, I'm definitely going to fight for the IBO. Uh, we tried to do that, and he got headbutted, uh, so that didn't work out. Um, but we're going to go back to the IBO. And, but we also can fight. Having the IBO doesn't mean we can't fight for the, you know, the WBO or WBC or IBF or WBA. So we're, we're talking to all of them and we're moving forward. And um, I'm surprised the fight that everybody's begging me to do is, uh, is Ortiz. And you haven't mentioned him at all. Because I just figure it's too soon. No, not too soon. I think it's politically not possible with with Golden Boy being with the zone and and you having a you know Showtime's invested in you, so I, I don't see them allowing Boots to go to the zone, and I don't think the zone is gonna you know they're invested in in in, in Virgil. They've given them big name fights on on the zone. I don't think they're gonna let them walk across the street. It's a few a fight for down the line when both of them you know when they're in their Earl and. Uh, spend stages where they have to come together. I think they still got some work to do, or do you disagree? Are you trying to make it sooner than later? No, I, I'm just saying that, you know, you're acting like you can't work together. You're acting, you're saying to me, like I have to give Boots away, or they have to give Ortiz away, or that's not how it works. So you know better than that. You so, know, we work so together for, for a fight or two or three. And, um, you know, we set up the fight. Um, but he the, he's still where he is, and, and my guy's still where he is. 
So, you know, it's just working together. It's just business to to make a great fight and make money. So I'm not saying it's the right time for an Ortiz fight, but it's the fight that everybody's calling me to, you know, how about making Ortiz? How about making Ortiz? I think that'll be a terrific fight, and people want to see it. So I was just surprised you hadn't mentioned it. I love the fight. I just don't see how it's possible, you know. Um, like I said, I, I feel like both entities have invested a lot in each fighter, and that fight isn't ready for pay-per-view, so they won't get a return on their investment. So they won't want to do that. I, but I could be wrong. If you're telling me I'm wrong, I'll be optimistic with no, you. No, no, I'm, I'm not telling you wrong. It's not a fight that I'm looking at right next week either. So, but it's just somebody that they're mentioning. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I was just curious why you hadn't mentioned it. But I agree with you. I would like to build that fight up because I think that could be a huge fight one day. So, um, when, when it comes to Thurman, how realistic is that? Because the fight fans have been waiting for a return for him for some time now. Have there been any conversations with... with with Thurman, because Keith Eidek seems to think that Thurman uh, just wants too much money right now. Uh, he does want a lot of money, and, uh, and so that's really up to Showtime if they want to do it or not. Um, you know, he's a Heyman fighter, and so it's a, it's a very doable fight. Um, but they have not mentioned him um, Steven Espinosa has not mentioned him in a while. So I got a feeling he's asking for a lot of dough. A lot of dough. Mm. So what do you think is most realistic uh, for Boots next? Um, I don't know. We just talked uh, yesterday. Um, but we're waiting for this fight this weekend. And then they said, you know, we'll start talking about how things iron out. And the WBA has been, uh, they're doing things with moving guys around too. So, and the WBC convention's going right now. So, you know, we'll see how everything sorts out. And then, then we'll start talking about who we're going to fight. All right. And... So you're picking Crawford, though. You said that. You say he's probably... I mean, you're picking him to win. Yeah, I think Crawford wins the fight. He's a, he's a real-class fighter, and, and I think he'll find a way. Uh, like I said, I don't think it's easy with Porter ever. You know, he, he comes in hard and throws lots of punches, and, you know, we saw how he did with Spence and all the other guys. He's a rough guy. But I think Terrence will figure it out, and he'll find a way to be really smart and clever, and he'll find a way to win a decision. All right. We got a few from the people who cut me whenever you got to go. Miguel says, what's the key aspect you look for in a fighter when scouting? Well, you're looking for something outstanding, something different. Like he's got great power, he's got great speed or great reflexes. or You know, you're looking for something that's different, that's not ordinary. 
and um, you know you you look for that one quality. Sometimes you find a guy who's got two or three qualities. So you know um, that makes it an easy pick. But uh, you're looking for something that most guys can't do. That's I guess the easiest way to put it. Ruin of five hundred four says, "Do you feel the business of boxing ruins boxing?" I do at times, yeah, yeah. I think a lot of things are done. We shoot, we shoot ourselves in the foot sometimes, and um, you know, bad decisions, things like that that we really don't need. We really don't need that. Uh, King Bourne in Brooklyn says, in your eyes, who is the best offensive boxer that goes into great defense? I have no clue what that means. Uh, Well, switches back and forth, doesn't leave himself to get hit when he goes on the offense, I think is what he's asking. Uh, And I'm sorry, but I got to say Boots Ennis. He can go from offense to defense constantly. He's uh, he's extremely smart, and and I think he does it better than anybody right now. He he has been getting hit on the inside, man. He he. You don't think he's staying on the inside a little bit too long? Both last fights, Lipinets and Delorme, were able to clip him with right hands on the inside. Obviously, they're just not the punchers that you know the upper. Well, what's so funny is watch all the other fights and guys are getting hit 10, 15 times around. Boots gets hit one time and everybody goes, oh, he's open to get hit. Well, (laughs) you're going to get hit. Ray Leonard told me many, many moons ago, he said, I don't care how fast, how sharp, how good you are defensively. If you get in that ring, you're going to get hit. That was years ago. And boy, was he right. I don't care how quick and fast. Boots is as quick and fast as anybody. Terrence Crawford, you know, what a skillful guy and fast and smart. They all get hit. You're going to get hit. So, you know, you're talking about, you know, two punches or one punch, you know, that that Boots ran into. Well, when you're that offensive, you're going to get hit once in a while. So... Um, he still, you know, makes people miss a lot of punches. So he could move around the ring and not be so offensive. And believe me, he won't get hit at all. So, you know, but that's his choice. He likes to put on a great show for people. He loves to knock people out and he loves to make exciting fights. So, but could he go out there and just move around the ring and box and jab and and not get hit? Yeah, he could do that. But would you would you love watching him as much as you do if if he did that? Probably not. Coach Myers in Connecticut says, "Good morning." In an interview I heard you in last year, you said, "I never signed a Mayweather, a De La Hoya, that kind of guy." But I think I have that kind of guy now with Boots. Question, do you actually think Boots is better overall, an overall fighter than Terrence Bud Crawford? Honestly, I do. 
I really do, and I've said that for a while now. Nothing against, nothing against Crawford at all. Nothing against Terrence. I just don't think he's he's boots in us. Boots in us is something that comes along every, you know, Ray Leonard, uh, Mayweather. You know, just every twenty, thirty years, you get a guy like that. He's really exceptional, and uh, I, you know, maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think so. I really think he's special. Do you think Boots ends up fighting Crawford in this lifetime? Do we see that fight before Crawford retires? Do they do their paths cross? I don't think so. I don't think so. But, you know, in this business, it changes every few minutes, and you know that's true. So uh, maybe things will change. Maybe he'll beat Porter, and people will start... You know, and Boots will win a title, and maybe then it's a fight that people want to see. So you never know, but right now it doesn't look like it. Um, Scott, the Christian fight fan. Good morning, Mr. Duncan. Thank you for coming on the best boxing podcast on the planet, The Boxing Voice. Do you think Boots will have an opportunity to fight for a title in 2022? Absolutely. Oh wow! And I and I I look for him to fight twice for titles in twenty twenty two. So you're for saying two belts. So you think he's gonna unify by next year? I think he's gonna win the IBO world title. Okay. And I think he's gonna win another one in twenty twenty two. Yes, I do. Wow. All right. So IBO and Ugas. Because if it wasn't Ugas, you be, you'd be saying three belts in one year. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I definitely think you'll win two belts. I really do. Now, 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 now Cameron, I got to ask, man, because I sit here and I try to play matchmaker. Aren't, I mean, if you think what you just said is that Boots is overall better than Bud. So why wouldn't the play be to go after Earl? Like, as a manager, promoter, you got to be looking at Earl. He went through the accident. And then he's got the retina detachment. He's got a year out the ring. None of those things are making you excited to put your young lion in there with him instead of going IBO and WBA? It's not, it's not about that right now. He's not fighting. And, and um, you know, we hear stories you know, about how bad the eye is. And we hear all these stories, but right now he's not fighting. So we have to keep, we have to stay busy, man. Oh, okay. We have to keep fighting. Right. So that's what we're doing. No, this is, this is great. So at least we know that you've been told he's off the table. Yeah. Yeah. I've been told that he's off the table and, and, uh, and I know, you know, Boots wants to fight him. He wants to fight everybody. And he even said he wanted to fight him next. But right now, you know, Spence isn't fighting, so it's ridiculous to, to waste time on it. If it changes, then we'll we'll jump right on it. Beautiful. I got to ask, well, let me get to these people's questions, but don't let me leave, let you go without talking about Brandon um, Norman. I hear, I hear he did some interesting things. Did you hear any rumors? Is that's your, that's your fighter, right? Yeah, that's my fighter. Did you hear any Brian rumors Norman in the last? Brian Norman is terrific talent. 
Okay, but can you confirm or deny any rumors that have been uh, said about him in the last two, three weeks? You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, well, no, you know, a bunch of people called me from that were there at the gym, boxing writers and and uh, different people in Atlanta, and and uh, you know, I got a thing from uh, you know from Bomac. You know, he sent me over. You know, please, Cameron, if it's true, I'm not saying it is, but stop the rumors about you know, things happening with, with uh, Crawford and, and your guy, Brian Norman. I didn't say any of them, and I told him to call me about it. He never did, but I wasn't saying it. I wasn't there. It was all the guys calling me that were there. And so... Um, but they called you, you know, specifically and I asked, said what, though? What were they calling you specifically saying? They said that that your kid, Brian, is a, is a beast. And uh, he really put it on Crawford. That's what they said. They didn't say knocked him down or knocked him out or any of the things that uh, Bomack said. You know, please don't say that, you know, he knocked him down or knocked him out. I never said anything like that. I wasn't there. But other people were saying that he, you know, he, he put it on, put it on Terrence. And I wasn't there. Just several people called me and and said so. And his dad called me, uh, Brian's dad, and I asked him, and he was just excited. He said he did really, really well, Cameron. And um, I had sent him up to Philadelphia to spar with Boots. And um, he said... uh, he really had trouble with boots, really bad. And I said, well, that's why you're up there. You're going to learn, and and uh, boots isn't going to overdo it on you. He's going to work with you, and and it's going to make Brian better. And he said, man, that boots is the best fighter. His dad said to, said to me, you're right. He's the best fighter in the world. I've never seen anybody do that to Brian. And then... You know, a couple of weeks later, he sparred with Terrence, and he called me and told me differently. He said that Brian did really well. So I, I don't know, you know. It, it's You don't know why things are, are like that. I, I, I wasn't there. But I heard that he did very, very well. So that was good. But all in all, you're still picking poor, uh, Bud. You're not, regardless of how well your young prospect did, and you're still going with Bud. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. He's a great fighter, and sparring doesn't mean, you know that, it mm-hmm. doesn't mean anything. Sparring is sparring, fighting is fighting. And, um, you know, and I got a feeling it probably wasn't as bad as people said it was for Terrence and sparring. I mean, if if a 20-year-old kid who's 21 and 0 does really well with a great champion like Crawford, three-time world champion, even if he does just decent with him, people are going to say things. Mm. So, I don't know how bad it was, you know, but people were talking a lot of stuff. So, um I was glad for for uh, Brian I know that that's good for him. He learns. He got to spar, 
you know, boots for uh, three weeks, and then he gets to get in with Terrence Crawford. I mean, my goodness. I mean, that's it's a great learning experience. And he's a 40-pounder. He's not even a 47. So um, I was really proud of him. That's amazing. I thought he was a welterweight sparring those guys. We got a few more, Cameron. Young Tigre says, who are your top three greatest undisputed fighters of all time? Oh, boy. Well, you got, you know, Ray Robinson, Ray Leonard. Get those out of the way. Um, you know, and definitely um, Roy Jones. Roy Jones, to me, was just unbelievable. So I don't know. There's three guys, and, and uh, you know, we could sit here and name, you know, 20 more. So uh, maybe not as great, but very close. So it's hard to, hard to say. But of those three guys, I would definitely say. JC says, Mr. Duncan, do you think the NBF rule is still in effect today? The what rule? I'm sorry. NBF? I don't know. I was hoping you knew what he was talking about. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't understand the question. All right. I wish I could answer it, but I don't know. Brandon Lenz, the producer, says, Knowing what you know about top rank, how long do you think it will take for Shakur Stevens to get a shot at Oscar Valdez? I That I don't know. I'm not in that business, but... Um, it's a terrific fight, and I hope for Shakira's sake it happens. Um, but no, Shakira's a terrific fighter. He's unbelievable. He's one of the best fighters today, so hopefully he gets that opportunity. Um, big Casual, just two more left, Mr. Duncan. Uh, big Casual says, if Boots couldn't get an eliminator in the IBF rankings, would you guys consider fighting Butayev? for the regular WBA title. Absolutely. That's going to be yeah, a great we, fight. We, that guy has a about tank, that. man. He has yeah, a, he's a tough guy. I watched that Alexander Busbutin fight as well. I mean, he he lost it, but obviously it was overturned because of the, the test, positive test, but tough fight. He's a tough fight. And he's dirty. Did you watch the, uh, what was it, Ugas? Was it, uh, no, um, Jamal James? Did you watch that? Yeah, I was there. I watched it live, yeah. You don't think he's a little yeah. dirty? He's a little dirty. He's rough. Yeah. Um, but he's a little slow, and, and um, you know, I think Boots finds a way to get, get him taken care of. But, no, you're right. I mean, if you lay in front of him and stay there, he can be a dangerous guy, man. And last one from Nova Scotia, Jeff who says, hey, Cameron, I'm a big fan. Can you please put together Castillo Clayton of Canada versus Boots Ennis? Thank you. Much appreciated. What happened to that That's fight? one of the names that came across. So, uh, you know, yeah, absolutely. We, we'd love to do that fight, too. So it just depends on what else is offered. But that's the name that keeps coming across, so. Now he's in Vegas, and he he put on his Instagram that he was tr he's in camp started. So, can't be for you guys, right? No, no. Oh. All right, maybe he's getting no. They they're doing something else with him. 
All right. Well, that is all our questions. We thank you for your time. Once again, like, I really appreciate you getting up early. I know you say it's nothing for you, but, you know, uh, still we appreciate your time. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. Thank it you. It was fun. I appreciate it. There all you right. go. Bye-bye. Cameron Duncan, promoter of Jerome Boots and so many. Wow. So it's such, such a great interview. A um, lot of good stories. Uh, cleared some good rumors. And got some good boxing talk. Got my man James Payne on the line. What up, champ? Good, champ. Chill. Audio sound. You got it. You know it. You you got to get that mic closer or raise that gain because uh, you know it is yeah. what it is. But you you yeah. sound good. The system is always good. Uh, let me see. Somebody sent me a message on Patreon. Gonna call in probably this Thursday and Friday because I'm working from home. Can you flag me as a ringer? Oh shit. I think that's perk. Oh shit. Who's this? Danny? Danny said he a pound for pound? Let me check Danny out. That's a shame, Danny. I ain't even know you got you 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 know, you bossed up on that pound for pound. He said, What's my perks? Shit, you about to be in that. That 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 private group. Yeah, this special special collection. Yes, but man, uh, what you think of the interview, Champ? I was interested. I mean, it was a very interesting interview. Uh, listening to him say that he feels like boots is the goods. Mm-hmm. He said overall better than Crawford, and the man knows yeah. talent. I know some people they like yo, he just promoting, but yeah. um. Better than Crawford. That's a bold statement right there. He also found right? them guys. Like, he not just talking about someone else's fighter. He talking about his old fighter. You know, he found Crawford. He found Vargas. He he managed Bradley. He managed, you know, uh, what's this other guy named? Mikey. So it's like, you know. Yeah, he's got an eye for talent, definitely. If he's finding all the, the names that you just mentioned, I mean, that is a who's who of boxing. And so uh, Boots... Boots looks good, man. Um, is he the best welterweight in the world? Well, we're going to find out. Um, I would love to see a Boots versus Bud matchup, but not right now because Bud has business this weekend against Sean Porter. That is the the litmus test, as we put it. You know what I mean? Sean, Sean Porter is going to play like he's the Scantron sheet. You remember Scantrons when you was taking tests in school? Nope. You never had a Scantron sheet, man. You know the little multiple choice sheet that you take a number yeah, two pencil yeah, yeah. and okay. put yes, in the box. Yes, 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 yes. And Scantron sheet. So Sean Porter is the Scantron sheet, and he gonna put a uh, Bud Crawford to the test, and we are gonna see if Bud can pass the test. Did you have opportunity to watch uh, Blood, Sweat, and Tears number two? I did this morning. You did. Mm-hmm. You watched it this morning. Mm-hmm. What did you think, man? It was good, not as good as the first one, but it was good. It had its moments. It gave us a darker bud. I felt like it was a more focused, dialed in, like I'm ready to hurt you, bud. You know, he had little one-liners that was nice, and they put the little eerie music behind it. So I just don't think it hit as hard as that first episode, but it was good. I think it was good. I enjoyed it also. Um, It was very interesting to me to get that uh, perspective on bud because bud is – being very soft-spoken, in my opinion, but at the same time, he's not very soft-spoken. He's very confident. He uh, believes in himself and his abilities. 
he has like a clear uh de de definitive direction of where he sees his career going and i think he gonna need all of that and maybe in the boxing community you know we've been too critical of Bud. you know he can only fight the guys that they put in front of him and he's done very well against their competition that they put in front of him and um this is the this is the test like everybody is saying it sean porter is the test i i was up very late last night just looking at footage looking at footage of sean looking at footage of bud man i hate to say it man but if if sean comes in like he has in the past i am seeing a stoppage man and i and i was one of the ones that was like no way sean getting stopped no way sean getting stopped not by not by bud but if, as i keep looking at the footage man i'm like I don't know, man. I, I'm going to be very, very interested to see how this fight uh, goes down this weekend. It's, uh, it's definitely affecting my um, potential bets, though. I'm thinking about putting some money on a stoppage. On Crawford. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm thinking in, uh, in like less than 10 rounds, like 10 or less. I want to go late round stoppage, um, because because Porter has been dropped in the late rounds. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Eleven fan, twelve man, Broner, yeah. Broner and Earl. But I feel like if Bud is gonna stop Sean, it's not gonna happen late. Like it's gonna be a it's gonna be a series of things that will happen, um, in the first set of rounds that would accumulate and say by like round eight. If it was gonna be a stoppage by like round eight, we're gonna see that. Hmm. Um, let me get to some callers, man. Man, they too hard on me in the damn chat, man. Right. They giving me hell. <laughs> they never gonna forgive me for my plant. Hey, yo, I'm I'm still rocking with Caleb. What's good? Shit, this a Tennessee thing. I ain't studying this they shit. They hating on plant, man. If you go to the PBC post, I'm actually gonna do it to show you, man, that. That it's only it's only the listeners of this show. The world ain't mad at Plant. The world have ex has accepted Plant as a great fighter, um, and he showed it in his fight with with Canelo. And they they're mad at that. But look yeah. at look at social media. Uh, this is what PBC posted. Beautiful picture. I was gonna do this as a show one day. Canelo Alvarez, David Benavides, Caleb Plant, Jamal Charlo. They forcing Jamal to move up, too. Look at the... It says, sound off in the comments, but this is the question. Which super middleweight showdown do you want to see the most? So, you see, they forcing Charlo. Like, look, champ, ain't nothing we can do. We can't get you the Gennady fight. We ain't fucking around with Andre. You got to move up or stay down there and have bum fights. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's up to you, but we going to tell the world you moving up. You could tell the world you not. We telling them, you up, you up here. You fighting with these boys. That being said, Keller Plant jumped out and he like, I'll be back to give boxing something big soon. I showed I'm still top of my class. And you did, champ. You at the top. You showed you belong. And if he coming back to give him something big, oh, it's only going to be the dude to the right or to the left of him. Because it can't be Canelo again. But... He got 1,028 likes and counting and 125 reviews. I don't see anybody else getting that love. Where's Charlo's love, Benavidez's love? Where? It ain't there. 
You know why? Because you mad that he has transitioned. It's a wrap. And he going to show it in his next fight. Because yeah. like, like yeah. Canelo learned from his loss, he will learn. He will learn. Yeah. You can't look at Plant and not, not, not know that he's a student of the game and a, and a hard worker, man. But it's all right. We'll, we'll be right here riding for Caleb in his so, next fight. I know me personally. I definitely learn more in my defeats and in my shortcomings than I did if I got the win. So, you know, I, I expect Caleb to be a much better fighter, much more well-rounded. He saw where he uh, fell short, and I expect him in his next contest to be a much better version of himself and to represent himself in the great state of Tennessee and his uh his his representation in Vegas very well. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Let me get out to some callers, man. Let's go. Wait, let me check. I got some super chats. Anybody send some love for the fantastic interview with Cameron Duncan? You know what I'm saying? Let me see. Where they at? Where they at? Where they at? Who's up? Refresh. We got Ronald Finkley. What up, champ? He says, ain't nothing like a showstopper. Champ! Death emoji. Glove emoji. And I mean like dead emoji. You know what I mean? Like the death, like the skull. Sway in Brooklyn says, no grand arrivals or public weigh-ins for them. Shaking my head. Let me check what they got on the fight week schedule. I don't know. Is that true? Oh, Man. oh, look at this guy. He says he is a pound for pound. Man, I really do hope that Sean, man, puts on an amazing show, though. I want to see Sean Porter. I want to see Sean Porter show the fuck out. I want to see him do better than he's done with any opponent, man. I can tell he's I training hope, hard. I hope because he talking... I don't want him trying to um, hype himself up. He talking like, oh, he ain't fought nobody like me. He ain't fought uh, his, his his resume. Like, don't get caught up in that. You yeah. here now. That's what gets you to fight, that you the best yeah. on his resume. But that shit don't matter no more. Now it's a fight. And what so, and what, what if, if Bud, say Bud just walks through Sean. So now is it? Unanimous that damn Bud is the best welterweight. Period. I don't know about all that. I mean, I mean, there's gonna be haters that still need to see the fight because, in actuality, fights need to be fought. Like just because he beats Porter doesn't mean he could beat Earl because he beat Porter better than Earl or Earl beat Porter better than him. They still need to fight. Um, I just, I just want to see. Is Earl that dude still? Like, you know what I mean? Mm. Like, it's like it's like Cameron wants Thurman. I don't want Thurman for your guy right now because, you know, like, <laughs> is Thurman back yet, man? Oh my God! Like, yeah, like we got questions all around exactly. the hundred and forty-seven pound division. We got questions about Thurman. I mean, damn, where is he? You know, he. I mean, I think I seen him on the back of a milk carton the other day. And so, you know, then we got Sean about to put Bud to the test, Scantron sheet style. And then you got Virgil out there bubbling boots, bubbling hard. You know, he bubbling like like the 
the Pyrex, you know what I mean? The water whipping Pyrex process, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. shit, it's interesting, man. Things business is picking up for sure, for sure. 2022 gonna be a very interesting year. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see when it kicks up, though, because we've had every big name in boxing fight at the end of the year, which means yeah. you know, we gotta see what the budgets is gonna be like and who gonna get yeah. shook out, who gonna get them first fights first, man. It's yeah, funny, I mean, it's sure. funny Cameron oh, yeah. said, I'm sorry, it's funny Cameron said what he said about Earl being off the table when Earl was out here talking about Ugas and him in February. Yeah, man, Earl just talking shit, man. I think Earl, like, I'm not trying to speak on Earl's behalf. Like, I've been saying it for years, since 2012. I, I've been a fan of Earl Spence uh, since I had the opportunity to meet him and Derrick James in person. I've never rocked against him. But, I mean, those injuries, those that accident and that injury is nothing to play with. And I definitely want him to take his time and not try to fucking rush back. I mean, bro, who recovers from an eye injury in, what, what was it, six months it's been? Like, who does that? Like, so I just think he's just very anxious to get back. I think Earl is feeling like he's feeling it. You know, he felt the, the, he felt the year of being out the ring for the – with the car situation. He felt that, you know, that was time away from the ring. That took time off his career. Now this is a second setback. So like myself with my ACL injury, man, I'm, I'm scratching at the walls to get back to my boxing training, but I'm just not ready, champ. You know, I'm just not ready. So, I mean, I, I want Earl to take his time and, um, and come back. And the, and the funny thing is, man, he doesn't look it, but Earl's already uh, over 30, if I'm not mistaken. You know, these guys are getting older. So, you know, the clock is ticking, man. And he want to get back in the mix. I mean, he's Bruh, older. Bruh, you about Yo. to be 40 and feel great. Man, I feel I'm in the best shape all of my right, damn life. All right, so he 31 and he telling you, like, what the fuck you talking about, bro? I'm younger yeah, than you. But I mean, hell, he a world-class athlete, man. Exactly. He a world-class athlete. So he got world-class doctors, world-class so, conditioning, world-class recovery, you know? World-class budget. World-class budget. You ain't lying. <laughs> yeah. He got cryotherapy. Look, I was watching part two. Porter been doing motherfucking... Um, Hot yoga. Hot yoga for like eight years. Like, I, you know, hey, who the fuck got, hey, I don't got the time for hot yoga. Uh, I did do it once. You know, I was dating this girl from Brooklyn. She she had me go to this class. I almost died in that motherfucker. It's hard to breathe in hot yoga. It's no joke. Yeah. It's no joke. So shout out to Porter for being able to do that. But I do got the fight week schedule. And uh looks like they right. I don't see anything open to the public. The weigh-ins don't even say... Open to the public. Nothing. It's crazy. A lot of Amen. fight week stuff. Everything being streamed though, so that's good. It'll be on ESPN two, and streamed on Top Ranks YouTube channel and their Facebook pages. Oh yeah, hey, and this this is this a quick comment for them dudes in the chat. I see what they be talking about the weirdos in the chat. If you are gonna talk shit about us, at least get your money up and put a super chat on there so we can read the shit out loud. Cause you just one of these people scrolling on the screen and then we won't even see your comment in twenty seconds. So at least go ahead put two dollars on it. Buy us a cup of coffee in this motherfucker yeah, since you want to talk that's shit. That's the hater budget. Two dollars. Yeah. yeah, two dollar budget. You ain't even got that. You doing free comments, dude. <laughs> I got London Runs Boxing who says he's still picking Bud. That math ain't mathing. <laughs> he say he's still picking Bud. That math ain't working. Yeah, because he told my Cameron because he like, you know, if the rumors is true that Bud got knocked out, then you wouldn't pick Bud. But 
you know, I don't know if that's true, man. I still pick, but he got tough or not, you know. Um, sparring is sparring, like they said. Ito Cool said, only thing I like that Boots doing is going for that I-B-O. Yeah, they was repping that I-B-O big in this interview. They they fuck with the other green belt. And you seen Alicia Bumgarner repping it too. She snatched up her I-B-O. This is what I'm saying. Like, you dudes could talk all the, 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 the crap you want about the belt, but these fighters, they love them I-B-Os, man. You can't tell a fighter he ain't win a title, man. That I-B-O is as good as any other belt. Man, it's you a know? puzzle piece. Just pick it up, you yeah. know? It damn sure is a piece of the puzzle to lead you to the to the bigger play. Yeah, it got for Melo in position for the Porter fight, right? Damn sure did. Speaking of that, while we got a second of this uh, dead air, we got uh, close to 500 people watching live on YouTube, man. If you are enjoying this content if you are enjoying the back and forth and just the overall experience of tuning in this morning with the boxing voice make sure you hit that thumbs up button we need to increase the visibility of the show hit the thumbs up button on your way in on your way out and hit it on each and every episode of the boxing voice because this is the illest trillest dopest boxing podcast in the solar system third rock from the sun and we making it happen the breakfast club of boxing Nesta Gibbs, James Payne, and so many others that make this show happen. So make sure you hit that thumbs up and also subscribe while you edit. Yeah, man. A nice little subscription will be appreciated. We're trying to get to 130,000 one Let me see where we at. Looking like we're at 130,074. So we need about 25, 26 more. So let's just shoot for 30 more people we got another super chat coming in from george who says personally i think thurman is shot he should mm. retire and do commentary full-time porter isn't too far behind but at least has a few years left mm. Mm. damn I mean, damn, I need to look at Thurman. Like, how active is he All right, been? Let me go on drive-by. I got to take this call. Oh. I'm trying to get this fucking sponsor, man. So uh, we got 30 minutes to this call. Get, put a I got 30 minutes myself, so let's run it. Yeah, I'm going to put a timer so I don't fuck up. I need, this, I need to make this shit happen. Yeah, I got some shit to make happen too, champ. All right, timer's officially started. We're going into these calls. Who we got on the line? Justin in Jersey. Any boomerangs? Coach Myers, what up? Yo, you can hear me? Perfect. Um, it's a good interview. Um, <laughs> I asked that question about, um, he said he never had a Mayweather, whatnot, because I really thought he would say Bud was a Mayweather when he got him. Um, but quick question: What was uh, Boots' resume in and uh, amateurs? Was he a standout? But that's my call. Um, I don't know if he was a standout, but uh, based off the interview today, he definitely said that he met. I mean, that his father, Bozian, is called Cameron. Like, yo, did you see Boots in the trials, in the Olympic trials? So, I mean, he he, he made it that far. Um, but I, you know, I'm not a big amateur follower. I want to shout out Foxy Brown with another. Hippo, right? Let's see what that is, though, Foxy. Because it just says hippo, but then... I mean, it just shows a hippo, but here it gives you the description. It says, 
Okay. GG. But what's GG? It says a hippo nodding in approval saying GG. Damn. What could GG stand for? Gennady, get out of it. What's up? No, I'm just saying, I'm, I'm looking at Boots as an uh, amateur resume. I yeah, mean, but you, uh, you know, BoxRec only shows you the big wins, or, or excuse me, yeah. the big tournaments. It's not a yeah. full... Full analysis. 23-3 and three is what they got listed, and all three losses came from Gary, Antoine, Russell. Ow! Well, hey, well wait, well, wait. Because he's small now, right? Gary Antoine's smaller? Let's see this one. This one was a super light. The first loss was a super lightweight contest. The second loss was a super lightweight contest, and the third loss was a super lightweight Shout contest. Out to the WBC convention. You know what I'm saying? Mm. They out here. <coughs> Mandatory is about to get uh, called this this morning. So. Rider of the Storm says, good morning, Ness and JP. Great interview. You know, I haven't gotten used to that yet. People calling you JP. I'm used to JP from South Long Beach. Yeah, me too. Mm. Uh, they fought four times, according to JT and, and Dallas uh, and New Orleans, who says that Ennis only won one against Antoine Russell. We're going out to Brandon. Let me see the bird check. My Jean Babe, we got to you. I cut you, right? I cut you, but you kind of got it. Uh, anybody out there? And shout out to Danny in Canada. First Canadian to be a pound for pound supporter. Hopefully, you got an iPhone so you could join the elite crew. Um, but yeah, Brandon, Cincinnati, what up? Hey, hold up the time zone. Back with our mind on. Can't play when you here, get your life stole. If you bring it here, then the price grow. Phone jabbing and punching the line long. I drop a pigeon at nine go. We slap with the fit glass and white go. This only happens in Ohio. Yo, Ness James Payne, good morning. Buenos dias. Yeah, man. Hey, in the words of the great LV Slugger, all questions will be answered come Saturday. And still, that's my call. Mm, so, and, uh, Short and yeah, sweet. sweet. I mean, I don't know how sweet that was, though. When it's short, it's like, you know what I'm saying? You're nervous. You ain't got nothing to say because you're nervous, man. I, Sound I confident to me. Okay, so somebody sent the counterpunch. Um, counterpunch. Check if that's, that's from Skype. I don't see anybody new on Skype. Who is Miles Davis? You new, fams. Or at least your government is new to the to the clique. We don't know. I don't know how to give you two counter punches without knowing who Drew is, my friend, you know? Step um, into the ring. I wonder, let me double check this here. Who's this on the 510 from Cali? But that don't sound like that's right either. 510. Should be Richmond. And it's Johnny in Oakland. That's Johnny. So who else? Who's this? That's that's Ian Philly, Hulk, Justin. Who is Miles? Shit, man. I'm gonna need a secondary message from Miles, bruv. Um, that's not for you, right, uh, Johnny? 
No, I ain't get a counter punch now, but uh, can I get my call though? For sure, champ. I'm just seeking the man that spent the dough, but go for it. Right. Good good morning, everybody. You know, uh, it's a beautiful Tuesday, but um, I'm really hyped for this fight week. Uh, I honestly got butt stoppage. I, I know it's hard to believe since Sean, Sean Porter hasn't been stopped, but he's been dropped numerous times. And uh, Crawford got one of the best, like, uh, power at the end of his punches. And, you know, that's a that's a recipe for disaster for somebody coming in with his head down. Um, Porter, Porter is a tough, tough man, you know. Um, and what I just want to see after the after the fight after the actual fight happens, I just want to see if Bud actually gets his his just due because you know it is that thing that a lot of people will hold Porter as you know leftovers or shot or Errol Spence leftovers and whatnot. So everybody's saying that they have Sean Porter, they better call back. That's all I'm saying. Mm. All right, brother. Thank you for calling in. Ian Philly, is that your counterpunch? E? Maybe this ain't E. Okay, maybe this is Miles. Nah, hold up, man. Thought that was E, bro. Let me see. Who the hell is Miles? How you... I don't want to. I don't want to keep going to the wrong people. You supposed to be cutting the line with your counter punch. Um, and that was most certainly a new number. No, it's not. That was. Oh. It wasn't. Was a new number. Okay. That's not MD. Or is it? That is MD. I think I probably put it wrong. MD, what up? What's up, Luff? Yeah, yeah, I'm still learning how to work this technology. What's up, JP? Is that mm -hmm. that was that I'm your still counterpunch? Yeah, that's my counterpunch right there. From Miles? I'm on a road, so I'm kind of struggling with it. Yeah. Okay. That's my uh, my government name. Uh, yeah, I what just had I just MD had to connect it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But go for it. Nah, I'm just speaking about. I'll, I'm just catching up on all the shows. Great interviews. I'm just talking about uh, Booth Ennis in regards to the yellow brick road that he should have took in regards to Al Heyman being that yellow brick road. I felt like when they had the opportunity to go out to sound Al Heyman, sometimes the right answer is right in front of your face and you miss it. So now he got to go through this back door dirt road using a dirt mic to go through the back door to try to get a world title shot. And it's going to be very difficult for him to get that uh, world title shot because these guys are already tied up. So it's like, how many times are you going to fight B-class fighters? Sometimes that can stunt your growth. You keep fighting these B-class fighters. Um, I don't know who's going to take that risk in regards to giving him a shot at the title. Too much risk, and it's not a lot of money involved in it. I mean... You've seen what happened with Danny Garcia and his career being from Philadelphia. I mean, you live and you train 25 minutes away from Danny. You see how Danny operating. They loving him. Al Heyman, them Al Heyman trucks, like Vince said, they got him coming. And I'm like, why would you go a different route when you had the opportunity with Al Heyman, though? Um, lastly, in regards to Porter and uh, Bud, I'm excited about this fight. I've been waiting on it. I used to go to the barbershop in Philly all the time and tell them, like, yo, this boy Bud, nice, X, Y, Z. They're like, where are you from? I'm like, he's from Omaha. they like, 
they start hitting me with the belly line. I'm going to drop a dime on him. They start making all these jokes. I'm like, nah, boy, nice, though. He really can fight, though. He a switch hitter. He can fight. They they start watching him. They start falling in love with him. But on the real, nobody likes his moves. They feel like he moves funny. He don't know his worth. They feel like he could be a bigger star than what he is. And it's like he just want to be a big fish in a small pond. But I ain't get my prediction for the fight yet because I watched the last five fights before I make my bet on the fight. But now, nah, keep up the great work. Um, like, I love listening to this show while I'm on the road. I just be pissed that I, I be driving or I be sleeping on the time that you be on the, uh, on the air and I got to rewatch it. But so what, you a show. truck driver? Yeah, I was in Pace, Florida. That's like a suburb outside of Pensacola. I'm just coming back from there. So you got, I was a, in, I you got a sleeper cabin? Yeah. Oh, shit. Team store or alone? Uh, solo. Oh, nice. Okay. Your own or is, uh, or yeah. is the company's truck? It's a Mr. Own. Oh, dope. 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 Owner operator. Shout out to you. How them, yeah. how, how them tires, man? I, I never bought my own truck afraid <laughs> of tires, bro. Because when I was working for a company, I was putting in miles for them. So I could just imagine... You know, because my, my company truck, like, I just had to put it in. Like, yo, I need a tune-up. Yo, uh, my oil's low. Or my tire. Anything, I just write it up and give it to the mechanic. But that's different when you own yeah, the operator. Sweet. Like, you got to make sure you put money away. You're going to make money every week. Not to be long-winded. You're going to make money every week. Make sure you got to put money up for tires. Tires, like, probably like 600 if they come out. And then if you get both of your spare tires, one tire go out, you got to get both of them changed. So that's like twelve hundred. And uh, but yeah. you running through well, them? You running through them in what? How, how many? How many? Like how long is fifty thousand miles for you? Fifty thousand probably gets you like. That's only like probably like for me like five months if that. Damn. Like I be fifty thousand like five. Months. Wow. Yeah, I be running. So you go, I got five you go, kids, so I gotta run. You go to the West Coast too, or you stay on the East Coast? I I mess with the West Coast only in the summertime. I don't mess with it because you can't do the Mountain West like Colorado and Utah, Wyoming, and all that. It was crazy. I'm used to East Coast driving. That mountain driving, man, that's something vicious. Yeah, you you, you I ain't gonna hold you. You clutch or you automatic? Because I be seeing dudes. Automatic. Ah, get out of here. I mean, I guess it's more comfortable, but. Yo, it how is. you automatic? I was just about to say, I be seeing dudes with these automatics. Like, how you in a big ass truck that shit automatic? Yeah, it's still riding. It was a Peterbilt. It's still, I mean. Oh, nice. 379. I mean. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so hey, cool. I guess it's more comfortable than fucking switching gears with that big ass shifter and shit. <laughs> Hey, yo. Let me rolling. Yeah, well, E, I ain't gonna hold you, man. Thank you for calling in, man. Uh, I'm going to Justin in New Jersey. What up? Yo, what up, Ness? What's JP, good? what's good? Thanks for having me on, man. Uh, but yeah, I just want to talk about. Um, I wouldn't bet on that, but um, that Bud Porter fight because you know, <clears throat> listen, man. I think Porter comes in with his head, and like he tries to get angles, and you know he's like you said he's inaccurate, but when Bud switches to um, southpaw, he's got like one of the best like check right hooks in the game, and I don't think Porter he might he might not be able to see it, so it could be a stoppage, it could be 
But I think um, that's why I think it could be a stoppage, you know what I mean? Um, like I said with Plant, you know, I know people are giving him props. I think he needs to get back in the lab. I wasn't impressed with his jab. I'd like to see, they were saying in the chat, Darrell versus Plant. I think that'd be a good good fight. What Darrell? Plant, I mean, Anthony Darrell. Yeah, wildin' out here, man. Yo, y'all don't think y'all yo, don't think that be <laughs> the, dog, the dog getting mad love from people after that one knockout to a fifty-four pounder. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. I fight a short All dude. Right, but, they laugh at me. You see what I'm saying? Nah, Ness, man. Come Ness, on, one que- man. Ness, one, Ness, one, que- one question. Ness. Yeah. Were you, were you, were you impressed with Plant's jab in that fight? Fuck yeah, man. He touched Canelo up with that you think, shit. You don't think he was? You think he was? You but he was weak. You don't think he was? He wasn't stepping into it like Mayweather did against Canelo. He got tired. Back in the man. He got tired. He gonna learn. But he, he should have been doing that from the. Ju- he, that's why I say he needs to go back to the lab. No, but it's not about. It's more mental. It's more mental. It's not about uh, physical with him. He never been on that. Listen, you gotta yeah. understand. It's Canelo, bro. That that stadium was lit. That's the and everything Canelo do, they react. So it, your anxiety builds, and now it's harder for you to breathe. Now, now you're thinking, you're fighting in your head, like, oh shit, damn, he got off on me. Do I need to do something? Did I lose that rep? Like, you know the shit you thinking that that Canelo's not. But I gotta get to the other callers. I got a thirty minute call, seventeen minutes out. We going to, we went to Brandon, we went to J Mac. J Mac, did we go to you? No, we didn't. No, I ain't hear J Mac. No, we didn't. No, we didn't. And that was JT, I think. Or not. So you hating? I'm that guy. What you want to bet? You bet a hundred thousand on that. Let's bet a million. You getting that money, right? Easy. You bet a million. Easy. And I for the bread. When I see him, y'all gonna say he was too weak. Oh my life. Okay, bow down, bitches. I'm about to handle business. I'ma teach you all a lesson. This will only take a minute. Got a part and all this passion in my blood. Niggas hating just because. Think about it. Everybody love Bud. J Mac. Where you at? Where you at? All these niggas hating on me. Shit is whack. Shit is whack. So official with it, don't check the stats. Hey, I'm out here trying to get it. I only got a minute. Get ready for the back attack. Yo, can you hear me, Ness? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, give me. Can I get both of my calls? Shout out to uh, John Baker. Um, I'm gonna run it back to back since you gotta go. Um, shout out to the real JP. I don't know about that character from Long Beach. <laughs> Nah, but uh, definitely a good interview with Kevin Duncan. Um, I think he's um supposed to say that about Boots. I do believe in Boots' talent as um coming up and Brian Norman. And shout out to him. I mean, every fighter wants to get in there with one of the guys that you view as top pound for pound and have the spawn of your life. Um, I'm not gonna hold that to this fight coming forward. Um, because I think Buzz still levels ahead of a Brian Newman or a Sean Porter, and I do have Buzz setting up and playing and placing knockout against Porter. A lot of people are sleeping on Buzz because they want to critique his talent, but the thing about it was they falling asleep on is how he gets it done. You still can't take away his top-notch place punchment, his ability to put the right on um, proper adjustments and the punches together. So Porter will, however, be ferocious, but walk right into something and set it up. Um, somebody, oh, you saying something about the truck drivers? And that's I, I don't mind driving that automatic. You can have that stick. I didn't did that <laughs> shit. It tears your knees up. It makes your back hurt, and I don't need to do it. So I, I don't mind driving my automatic and pressing that button. Uh, 
something else. Oh, yeah, damn, JP already covered it. Uh, Deron did take three losses to Gary Antron Russell and the Amazon, so that's very interesting. I would love to see how that matchup looks in the future. Uh, and I say I'm, I'm excited about these uh, Cameron Duncan um, upcoming fighters. If they get in there and get some good work and all these guys undefeated, we, there should be some promising fighters in the future. That's my call. All right. Uh, Ito Cool says, James Payne, tell Plant, fight Gongora for the IBO. Yo, Gongora sound like a STD. I ain't on front. <laughs> I thought it sounded like some shit I would order at the <laughs> West Coast taco shop out here, man. He's like, yo, let me yo. get some of that Gongora with a side of queso. <laughs> Gongora with a side of queso. It do sound like it belong on the menu. <laughs> <laughs> We got Holmes about sports. All right. I think Ennis just saying Earl name for clout. Sounds like Ennis promoter doesn't really want that fight for him. Nah, and I and I said that. See, the whole purpose of getting Cameron on was to see where they wanted to go. And it's a little cloudy for me. Had he not said that he was already told that Earl is off the table then yeah, I would have been like, yo, they not looking for Earl. They really want Thurman. But like Terrence Bud Crawford, Cameron and Ennis realized that, that Thurman is the marketable one. Thurman's the one that did 600 with Pacquiao. Pacquiao is not the best seller. He's going to get pay-per-view buys based off his name. But, but, but you need a seller. Like Plant was someone to sell the pay-per-view by, by talking shit and pushing the right buttons. Thurman was like, oh, T-Rex on, ah, all that shit. Like, Thurman is the bigger fight, and that's why they saying Thurman. Uh, because they if they can't get Earl, who who has the belts, Thurman puts him on that, that next level, in my opinion. We got Jared Lloyd. Oh, shit, where you been at, champ? He says, the bum lord Crawford, a.k.a. the dumpster fire by the riverfront. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Will get parked this weekend. Oh wow! So he, he at least he made a pick. He picking Porter. Oh shit! Oh shit! D nice in Tampa, right? No, I think you in. It says seven one eight. So you from New York, but I think you moved down here. But he says, "Yo, auto sucks, but has its benefits. But rather drive a manual. Keep up the great work, fam. Oh, shout out to my truck drivers." Now, I mean, listen, you know, think about it. Because I remember I went to a stop like in uh, upstate New York or something like that. And, and this dude, man, he had this double cabin sleeper. And that big shit was automatic. And it, had, it, it was kitted out. You know them big shits be all, yeah. all plastics, beautiful looking. And I'm like, oh, shit, that's an automatic. But, you know, I'm used to hauling, so I'm just wondering, like, how... I mean, I guess they, they do the technology, so they, they you know, they, they got the weight to, to, to ratio and everything. But I'm just like, damn, how is that hauling? You know, I like me my clutch, man, especially when you take the, 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 the trello off the back and you just driving in your, in, your, in, your, in your truck. Them shits get... They move out. You know, first gear might be slow, but if you ain't got no trello, you just take off in third. You feel me? And you you fucking with anybody. And th you take off in third, you can fuck with anybody. I'm telling you. These dudes yeah. just don't know how to drive. I'm a, I'm a driver. I was out there whipping that big shit, bro. 
I love. I used to love it, man. I used to love it for real. It never bothered me, and it helped me conduct a shitload of interviews because I never had to uh, touch the load. So I just park, back up to the door, get on the phone, call people. Yeah. But anyway, we got Coach Myers. We did go to you. So JP Long Beach, what up? JP. The other JP. They calling you the other JP now, man. Uh, uh, Long Beach in the house. Uh, yeah. Yes, sir, James Payne. It's an honor to share the acronym with you, my brother. You definitely worthy. Not everybody is. But uh hey, this the week, and it's time to get the rally cry going. This is the fight, good versus evil is what I'm calling it. What? <laughs> good versus evil. Damn. For all the choir boys, mama's boys, if, you, if you're smiling like to show your teeth. Back in the day, they used to call you soft because you actually went to school. Your parents wouldn't let you stay out all fucking night. Made you get good grades. Them hood niggas thought you were soft. You went outside and whooped them. This is for all them cats. So poor the, the choir nice boy. Guy. Porter is the choir boy, and it's time that the nice guy finish first. So, for all my brothers out there who, who ain't street, who ain't this, ain't, ain't never sold drugs, this one for us. Let's go. Good versus evil. It's time for the good boy to finish first. That's my call now. Yeah, I mean, I can see Bud being the bad guy. He he, he did go to, the, to his auto body shop in... Uh, he ain't like the paint job, put hands on the on the dude that painted it. Yo, Damn. what's funny is, I promise you, I did the same shit. I had a Camaro, bro, and my man kept telling me it was going to be done on a certain day. That's why I never reported on that buzz shit, because I went through it. I understood it. Mechanics, mechanics and, and, and auto body dudes, they the worst, man. If, if they think you don't know about cars, they will fucking get you, bro. And the dude just kept giving me a new day. It's like, nah, your car going to be ready Wednesday. Wednesday turn into Thursday. Thursday turn into next week. Next week turn into Thursday again. It's like, bruh, you going to have my shit on Saturday. Right. And Saturday, he ain't had my shit, bruh. I, I, I had to let hands go on his ass. The frustration kicks in, so I understood, Terrence, man. Give me my shit. I'm going to go fix it somewhere else. You understand? That's what, that's what Terrence went through. It's like, bruh, uh -huh. you ain't done yet? The dude like, nah, we ain't done. Man, fuck that. Take my shit off the lift. I'm going somewhere else because you keep telling me X amount of days, man. And, and, and uh -huh. you know, again, if you ain't never been through nothing, dudes don't never really understand people. But I, I, I love cars, you know. I've had a lot of muscle cars, import cars. I love racing. I've been on the track. I understand him. He got a motherfucking Grand National. That shit souped up. And we all seen, after he got it painted, we seen him peeling out. So he likes speed. He won his shit for, and you you out here playing around. You know what I'm saying? It's like, nah, bro, forget it. Don't finish it. I got money. I'm going to take it somewhere else to get it done. Yeah, damn, this. Did you hit, did you, you beat up the mechanic, man? Did you I hit definitely, him with the... I definitely drug my auto body, man. I drug him oh. all through the dirt. I don't give a oh. fuck. Man, listen. It's hit him with the motherfucking famous, shit. the famous right hook, the Nesta, the Nesta Young Ali hook. Bruh, I'm going through that shit right now. Like, remember, remember, I had missed the show. I went through that shit. I got off the airplane and got into some shit with somebody in the airport, man. 
Now I'm, I'm back in the court system again, man. I, I have a short temper. Hey. Yeah, I do too, champ. You ain't alone. That shit, I, I can't take dudes, you know, feeling entitled yeah. and shit. Like, <laughs> that's why I, you know, I understand a lot of people because frustration gets the best of a lot of us, man. I definitely am an anger management type of dude. I need anger management. That's why I smoke. That's 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 part of my my medication. JT, what up? So interesting that you come across like a nice guy, but you're really a piece of shit. Hey, with that comment, come on, that's no, that was a piece of fuck you. That was a piece of shit. You know, we're we're doing we're doing live TV. Yeah, I can't. What are you gonna do about it? I can't, this mother. Why do you have to talk like that? Well, I'm talking to you the way I want to talk to you. You have a problem? Turn off your station. I'm the best ever. Yo, what up, Ned? What up? Yeah, you tripping on that um. Chin on that automatic, man. The automatic was the truth. Um, <laughs> you must have had, um, you must have had some light loads. You talking about, um, you could take off in three? No, I like said, that. I said, I take off in three without the trailer, or sometimes empty trailer. You could take off. <laughs> yeah, in you could take off in three with a um empty trailer too. That's what I'm saying. So like, if you had a heavy load, of course that you know that thing, that thing would cut off on. Oh hell, hell yeah! Climb <laughs> but, um, right on out. I was just watching this fight. Um, good interview with Cameron Duncan. Uh, man, um, he got good defense, got good reflex, but uh, Boots get hit a lot, man. In certain fights, and when he get in these big fights, I think he has the um talent and skills to compete in it. But is he ready for it now? Nah, I don't think so, cause like at the higher level, like shots he was taking from lower level guys and stuff like that. He can't make those mistakes that he was making um against this guy. I, I was just watching this fight, and I was like two, three rounds in it. And he stopped. He eventually stopped the guy, but him being over-aggressive at the time, can he do that at, at the top level? I don't think so. He got to take his time more, pick his shots better, because shots like taking shots like that from Arrow or Bud Crawford, man, Booster get rocked. He'll get rocked, man. I don't know if he'll get stopped, but he... Cut it. Cut it. Alright, so we getting down to the wire, bro. We going to the drive-by mode. No intros, cause it's time to go. Um Lidge Low, what up? What's happening, man? I'm gonna keep it short for you. Everybody tune in to the greatest fighter. Everybody who talking to smack, make sure you keep talking. And if anybody wanna bet, I got bud all day. I'm out there thing. Peace out. All right, line six. Drive Line six. You muted yourself. Hey, what's up, Ness? I just want to say I'm glad to see all the boost love being shown throughout TBV the last two days. I feel like my work at TBV is done. Mm -hmm. You know, boost is becoming well known, so. Yeah, man. I'm looking forward to the fight this weekend and great show. All right, brother. LV Slugger, let's go. TPV, what up? What up? What yeah, up? man. Good interview. You know, it's that. I'm glad hearing what they planning on doing with Boots. You know, the IBO route, just like JP said, you know, uh, that help for Mella get that Sean Porter fight and, you know, that regular WBA title against Boutier, you know, I feel like that's a good fight for him to, you know, continue developing until he get in there with them top names. You know, right now he is high risk, low reward fighter. He's not really bringing no big 
following. So the fighters not really going to take that risk right now with them. So, you know, can't wait for this weekend. Definitely going down. I got Bud winning with about two knockdowns. UD, that's my call. All right. CYP. All right, all right. Let's drive this shit by. You got Charles Martin versus Louis Ortiz. I hope when Louis Ortiz beats Charles Martin, it was a good enough win for him like it was for AJ. We're not going to talk about the fact that Dave Benavidez brought up a dude that was 150, that was fighting at 160 to 168. If it was anybody else, we'd be talking about it. Bringing up dudes to fight. Uh! And Boots, when he lost, he was seven, 16, 17, 18 years old in amateurs, three-round fights. If you think that matters for a professional, put your money on, on Gary Antoine Russell. And I would take all bets up to $10,000. CYP out. Uh, Paco, probably just listening. N.O. Drive Stombo? What up, what up? What up, what up? Yeah, man. I'm ready for this, man, to go down. Listen, man, if... That, he had great work with, uh, what's his name, Brian Norman. Ask Mack Truck them and all them guys out there, man. He sparred eight more guys after he sparred Norman. That day and then the next day he sparred. You think if you got hurt, knocked out, you're going to be, Bo Mack going to keep letting that, him keep going through Atlanta dudes. Ask Mack Truck. Ask uh, Mustafa. Ask all them guys that was out there. Next. You know them dudes. They'll tell you what, Bud, what work Bud was doing out there. That was for the uh, – what was that, Shakur I and did. Uh, I did. Remember, I texted uh, text a few of the Atlanta fighters, and they nobody said nothing. They just basically said that, you know, they either wasn't in the gym or they heard about, but they heard about it. But, you know, they just heard it was good sparring. Ain't nobody really giving you. Right, because that's, yeah, because that's what it was. It wasn't nobody knocked out. Nobody was hurt. None of that. So they just want to just be ready for only person getting knocked out is Sean Porter. Peace. All right. Damn. I hope Porter don't get knocked out. You better stop, man. Uh, Troy, what up? Baltimore. I didn't know that uh, Charles Martin. I didn't know that Charles Martin was fighting Louis Ortiz. He's going to beat Louis. He's going to stop Louis Ortiz. He's going to stop him. He's going to stop him. And move on to uh, make the bet, do some man. big and better. Make the bet, man. Yeah. Make the bet. Up to 10000 yeah. bruv. You didn't hear me yesterday. All my money's tied up. And I, and I definitely would take that bet if it wasn't. That's that's a bet I would take. But uh, I heard your partner next to you with the glasses mention uh, Mac Truck a while back, a couple of shows ago. There's a cat that he does work with called Big Philly. I would love if y'all could get Big Philly on, Mac, because I could get him on, but I think he need, he, he really should be on a bigger platform. Him and Mac Truck should do a show together. I'm telling you, those two, those two guys are going to be the future future of the heavyweights right there. Right. So, you know, I can make, I can get Big Philly for you, and you, of course, can get Mac Truck. So we'll talk on the back end or something. All right, Troy. I got Big uh, George, the last Patriot, that says, I think Boots and Ben are ready to set up. Excuse me, step up. Especially Boots. Have Ennis end of Thurman's career. Have Ennis end Thurman's career. P.S. It's where the hell that fucking shit disappeared on me. It's been an entertaining show. God bless. Prayers emoji. Shout out to you. Sorry for ruining your super chat. Who's next? Jared Lloyd back. Oh, shit. He back. Oh, shit. 
<laughs> I can't believe he really picking against Crawford. I, I, you know, he says, uh, "Yo, did Jay McDonald sell his Obama phone to get that intro? These bud tenders going the extra mile. I see. Nah, you just been MIA, bro. He's had that intro for a while now. That's the that's the that's the new that's become the new bud call, man." People love that intro in these YouTube streets. We got Big Supermax that says, full, empty, I can leave in third. Hashtag clutch gang. Oh, shit. The challenge is out there. All right. I got Coach Myers. Boomerang. You good, right? Because I know I got to go. I'm already four minutes late. Tell me. You good? You straight? What you got? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Oh, J-Mac took his two. So you the... Oh, Majimbe. Boomerang. All I got to say is that top rank played Rigo, and now they're playing Crawford. He needs to get out of there. Fuck top rank and Bob Aaron. <gasps> Yo, it's funny you said that. Leonard Ellaby said, fuck Eddie in the Boxing Social interview or in a Zoom call today. That shit was on a Boxing Social made like a reel, so it's on repeat. And uh, it's Tank and Leonard, and they like, yo... Did Eddie make an offer on for Devin? He's like, man, fuck Eddie. <laughs> and Tank was like, cat. <laughs> yeah, but it was fun. It's funny because of Tank's expression. You got to look at Tank. He's like a little kid when he laughs and shit. But yo, that's everybody in SGTO Instagram and Twitter. I'll be back because there's a lot of breaking news. And you know what WBC is breaking news right now. There's going to be mandatories called all afternoon. So pay attention to your favorite writers, Coppinger, the Idix, the Rayfields. They're going to be breaking that, and then we're going to be talking about it right here on this show after this phone call. Peace. You. Here's to the great American settlers. The millions of you who settled for unsatisfying jobs because they pay the bills. Of course, there is something else you could do if you got something to say. Start a podcast with Spreaker from iHeart and unleash your creative freedom. Maybe even earn enough money to one day tell your old boss, hey, I'm no settler. I'm an explorer. Spreaker.com. S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R. Hustle on over today.